0: Hi, I'm Gil Martin, host of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. And it's my pleasure to bring you the very first full episode of Locked On Islanders. We will be with you every Monday through Friday throughout the hockey season and hopefully the playoffs as well as we break down all things Islanders for you. I am the author of Ice Wars, which is the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the New York Rangers, starting back in 1972 and going all the way up to the present day, and I have covered this team for more than a decade. It's my pleasure to be with you and bring you in-depth analysis of the New York Islanders that you just can't get anywhere else. And right now is a great time to be an Islanders fan, The team is now enjoying a nine-game winning streak, which is the longest winning streak they've had since one that started back in December 31st, 1989, and ran all the way through to January 19th of 1990. So we're going back 20 years since the franchise has enjoyed this long of a winning streak, so Islander fans enjoy it. It's been great to watch this past weekend, a productive one for the Isles. They ended up with two big wins Friday night, a 5-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, followed by a 1-0 win over the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo on Saturday. And part of the beautiful thing about this weekend not only did the Islanders win two games in two very different ways, but realistically speaking, they beat two very talented hockey teams. First, they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, the club that won the President's Trophy just a year ago. They are still one of the most talented and deepest teams in the National Hockey League, and the Islanders found a way to beat them 5-2, to two. and then the Sabres are right at the top of the Atlantic Division, one of the surprise teams in the NHL in 2019-2020. And again, the Islanders getting some fantastic goaltending from Simeon Varlamov and end up with a 1-0 victory. We will break down both wins On today's show, plus we'll give you the latest injury news and some in-depth analysis as to how and why the New York Islanders have been able to be so successful, especially during this nine-game winning streak. And again, part of the beautiful thing is that the Islanders are not just winning one way. They're winning many different ways. One night it's with defense. One night it's excellent goaltending. Another night it's the top line that's getting it done. Then the fourth line makes a major contribution. When your team goes on a nine-game winning streak, you need all hands on deck. And clearly, so far, uh, during this particular winning streak, the Islanders have had exactly that: different players coming up with big plays at different times. All right, so let's start with Friday night's win against the Lightning at the Nassau Coliseum, a 5-2 victory, and once again, the Islanders got good goaltending from Tomas Grice, 33 saves for Grice as he improved his record on the season to nine wins and three losses, a strong showing, uh, and it's the fourth straight win for Grice the Islanders were outshot in this game 35 to 26 although a lot of that coming in the third period when the Lightning were desperately trying to get back into the game and they outshot the Islanders 14 to 8 in that final stanza and overall while the Lightning got a lot of shots on goal in this contest most of those shots came from the perimeter and then when they got quality shots Grice was up to the task, and did a very good job of keeping the Islanders in this game. The big contributors in this game offensively was the top line of Josh Bailey, Matt Barzal, and Anders Lee. They just had a very strong game. Barzal got the first goal of the game, which came in the second period, just a little bit short of the Five minute mark. Barzal now has six goals on the season, and that leads the team, which is a very impressive start. He now has nine points in his last eight games, or at least he did as of Friday night. Uh, Anders Lee had a goal and two assists, and that gives him back-to-back multi-point games, and that three-point game, by the way, was his season high. Meanwhile, Derek Broussard also managed a goal and an assist in this game, and that gave him a four-game goal-scoring streak, which is very impressive. Ryan Pulak scored the other goal, that was his second goal of the season, while Nick Letty picked up an assist, giving Letty Uh, at this point, six points in his last five contests. To me, the two goals that were the most impressive in this game, uh, and and there were a lot of impressive goals, but the Bailey goal, to me, you know, it started with a turnover in the neutral zone, and then the Islanders put on a little bit of a passing clinic, Lee to Barzal, and then uh, Bailey ends up taking the shot that beats Vasilevsky, and just the way they moved the puck and managed to tap in the rebound, it just made it a very effective goal and made it difficult for the Lightning to keep up. They cashed in on the turnover, and that's always big. And then the other goal to me, the Anders Lee goal, which came with about five and a half minutes left in the third period That was a very strong goal. He took the shot on a tough angle. The Lightning tried to uh, see if there was a high stick or if, you know, they could get the goal overturned, but that was unsuccessful. The goal stood, and Lee was able to bank the puck in off the goaltender from behind the goal line. It just showed great awareness and good puck smarts there by Lee, the captain, and it gave the Islanders a... Uh, A 4-2 lead at that point before uh, Brassard was able to end the scoring with 36 seconds left in the game. The three stars of this contest, all Islanders. Tomas Grice, the third star, again making 33 saves. Matt Barzal was the second star, while Anders Lee, the captain, takes home the first star of the game as the Islanders win their eighth straight lead with a goal and two assists on the contest. So overall, a strong performance for the New York Islanders, and that increased their streak to eight games. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. When we return, we'll break down the Islanders' 1-0 win over the Sabres in Buffalo on Saturday, right after this. All right, so Saturday, the Islanders in Buffalo, and they skate away with a 1-0 lead. The first Islanders shutout for Simeon Varlamov, who comes up big and plays very, very well, making 27 saves on the game to earn the victory, and realistically, this team played very strong defense in front of Varlamov, and, you know, you look at the total, 14 blocked shots by the Islanders in this game, and 17 shots that the Sabres attempted in the game that went wide of the net, and the main reason for that how strong the Islanders played positional defense in this contest. And look, that is something that Barry Trotz has instilled in this team from day one. And before Trotz got here, we didn't see consistent defense from this team. Not the same team that we, that now we see that is dedicated to team defense, to preventing quality chances by the opponent, and they're not just dedicated to it, they're getting that job done. The Islanders manage 21 shots on goal, and the only goal of the game, amazingly enough, comes from Derek Brassard, who now has a career-high five-game goal-scoring streak, so, Brassard's goal, very similar to the one that Anders Lee scored on Friday night, a bad angle shot from behind the goal that ends up banking off the skate uh, or pads of Carter Hutton, the Sabres goaltender. That came just five minutes into the game, and it gave the Islanders the only goal they would need in the contest. Amazingly enough, the Islanders for the weekend stopping all six opponents' power play opportunities. And again, you look at the lineup, the Sabres, with Eichel, Jack Eichel being one of the most dangerous players in the NHL right now, a guy who is really coming into his own this year, who has taken another step forward and made the Buffalo Sabres very dangerous as a team. Uh, and, And, you know, you can't say enough about the firepower that the Lightning have and overall, the Islanders penalty killers stopping all six power play opportunities that opponents sent their way. So that's always a very positive sign when you can manage to do that, uh, especially, again, 0-3 Buffalo. You know, the Islanders are on the road. It's a little tougher to kill penalties sometimes on the road. Uh, but the Islanders getting the job done and that is very, very important and a key to their success. What you're also seeing uh, right now, and I think this is helping the Islanders as well, uh, Barry Trotz alternating uh, his goaltenders, Tomas Grice, then Simeon Varlamov. It's again a 1A and 1B situation, but the reason that it's working so well is that right now, both goaltenders know they're going to play every other game. And it allows them to know their role and connect and concentrate and, and be ready. It, it's almost sort of like a, a bullpen in baseball, where relief pitchers always want to know what their job is, uh, whether it's the closer or the eighth inning setup man or the seventh inning guy. And right now, both Grice and Varlamov are playing very strong goal for the Islanders, and part of the reason, I think, is the consistency in which they know they're going to be used. So, for Varlamov, a a, a big game, his first shutout again as an Islander, and that allowed the Islanders to increase their winning streak to nine games. Now, the great thing about the two goaltenders also, you look at their statistics— and they're pretty much almost identical. Right now, Tomas Grice, a 2.15 goals against average and a 9.33 save percentage. Meanwhile, Vorlamov has the slightly better goals against average at 2.14, and his save percentage, very close to Grice's with a 9.29. So both goalies getting the job done, but more importantly, again, the defense getting the job done in front of both goaltenders. And the other thing about the defense, what did not happen on Saturday night for the first time all game was that the Islanders did not get any points from their defensemen. And this had not happened all season long before Saturday night. The only assist on the On the uh, goal came from Beauvilliers, so uh, Brassard from Beauvilliers, no defenseman figuring in the scoring, but every other game this year, an Islanders defenseman has had at least one point, and that has also been another reason for the success that this team has enjoyed, not just during the nine-game winning streak, but really throughout the 2019-2020 campaign. Now, there was one uh, injury update from Saturday's game. Nick Letty was out of the game with a lower body injury. Now, according to Barry Trotz, that is a, not a serious injury, and he thinks that Letty should be back in practice today, Monday, uh, and rejoin the team. Noah Dobson stepped up and was teamed with Johnny Boychuk on defense, and the beautiful thing, obviously, for the Islanders They didn't miss a beat, so Dobson steps in, does a good job teaming with Boychuk, gives Letty a chance to rest that injury and recover, and hopefully he comes back to practice today and should be available, uh, hopefully, and we'll update you that on tomorrow's show, but Letty should be available, according to early indications, for Tuesday's game against the Ottawa Senators. And again, the concept of team defense was a big factor uh, in the win against Buffalo. You had a big block shot midway through the second period by Johnny Boychuk off a Jeff Skinner shot. Uh, Matthew Barzal basically breaks up another shot attempt by Skinner uh, with his stick. And then Josh Bailey doing a good job of sweeping the puck away from the crease, all of those happening in the second period, but again, listen to those names, you have Boychuk, a defenseman, Barzala forward, and then Bailey a forward, everybody on this team committed to playing strong defense, and that is, again, the key to success, and Varlamov was quick to to credit his teammates, uh, as far as the shutout was concerned, uh, You know, Varlamov, part of his quote after the game, "Uh, it feels amazing, and I'll tell you one thing, to win is a lot of fun. Let's keep winning. The team battled all game. It wasn't an easy one. It's always fun to get a shutout, especially with a new team, but it's already November. The team is playing the right way, and we keep winning. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have injury updates on a few Islanders and preview the upcoming games this week. Plus, we'll have this date in Islanders history. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about the job that Noah Dobson did before we get to the rest of the injury report. He filled in for Nick Letty, uh, the 19-year-old rookie, logged 11 minutes and 52 seconds worth of ice time, was credited with two shots on goal and one block shot. But again, importantly, the team didn't seem to miss a beat with Dobson in the lineup. The Islanders also uh, sent Andrew Ladd down to Bridgeport on a conditioning assignment. They did that first by placing him on the long-term injured reserve list. So uh, Ladd now can play three games or five days with the Sound Tigers. And uh, he was on their top line over the weekend in their first game. So that was at least a good start. And they got to give Ladd, who has been out with a torn ACL since March 24th, they've got to give him a chance to get some games under his belt to get back into hockey shape. Now, after that three-game or five-day period, uh, they may ask for an extension uh, as far as Ladd is concerned, and I think that would make the most sense. First of all, when the team is winning and you have this kind of cohesiveness in the lineup, uh, it might be a little difficult for Ladd to break in to the lineup, but more importantly, right now, if you, if you look at it, the issue is this, uh, you know, Ladd hasn't played since late March, and he's going to need time to get himself into hockey shape, to get himself into condition, to to get his legs under him, as they say. So a positive, because look, the Islanders right now aren't scoring a lot of goals. They're ranked 20th in the National Hockey League in goals scored uh, as of this morning. And realistically speaking. A guy like Andrew Ladd can help alleviate that problem. It can help improve the team's offense, but again, first he's got to get back into hockey shape, so uh, a big step forward for Andrew Ladd, and it's good to see him uh, getting a little bit closer to coming back into the lineup. The Islanders also made a roster move on Sunday, sending center Otto Koivula, uh, back to Bridgeport. He was a healthy scratch uh, for both games over the weekend, and the former top pick has yet to make his NHL debut. That obviously will happen, uh, and it was good even just to have him called up and and in the locker room and sort of available uh, over the weekend, even though he ended up being a healthy scratch. So uh, it's not yet quite time for him, but uh, Again, I think he will get some playing time before this season is over. Also, uh, wanted to mention how good the month of October has been to Islanders forward Brock Nelson throughout his career. This year, four goals and six assists in 11 games. So, 10 points in 11 games for Brock Nelson. Last year, six goals in 11 games. 2017-18, 18 five goals and eight points in 12 games. In the year before that, nine points in nine games, three goals, six assists. Just unbelievable consistency. You go back to 2014-15, 10 games, six goals and 12 total points. So Brock Nelson has really thrived throughout his career in the month of October, and the Islanders have benefited from that. Obviously, they want Brock Nelson to keep going and be more consistent now that the calendar has turned to the month of November. All right, it's time for this date in Islanders history. November 4th, 1972, the Islanders gave up three goals in a 45-second span in their first season in the NHL, during an embarrassing 9-2 loss to the Los Angeles Kings. But also on November 4th, two win streaks, two long win streaks, get started in Islanders history. November 4th, 1978, the Islanders down the Washington Capitals 4-1. Dennis Potvan had two goals, with Ed Westfall and Bob Bourne also scoring, so that started a 15-game unbeaten streak for the Islanders in the first year that they won the President's Trophy, 1978-79. The streak, a 12-0-3 streak back when they still had ties in the National Hockey League. Then on November 4th, 1980, just two years later, the Islanders beating the Detroit Red Wings 6-4. to Bob Bourne and Butch Goring each had one goal and one assist while Dennis Potvin had five helpers in this game goaltender Roland Melanson or Melanson 29 saves for the Islanders as they started yet another 15 game winning streak uh back in 8081 which was the year they won their second straight of four consecutive Stanley Cups the win streak 15 games 13 wins and two ties. All right, a busy week coming up for the New York Islanders. They have three home games, and all of them will be played at the Barclays Center. This is the first three home games of the season in Brooklyn. Tuesday night, the Islanders will host the Ottawa Senators, the worst team right now in the National Hockey League. Thursday, a division rival, the Pittsburgh Penguins, come into Brooklyn to face the Islanders, and the Penguins always a tough opponent for the Islanders, and and you gotta love division rivalries. The Penguins uh, and Islanders, no love loss between those two teams, so we'll have to see how that game goes. And then Saturday afternoon, a 1 o'clock start at the Barclays Center as the much-improved Florida Panthers arrive for a matchup, so Joel Quenville's team, uh, again, they have made a big jump this year, obviously adding goaltender Sergei Bobrovsky has helped, so three interesting games, Ottawa Tuesday, Pittsburgh on Thursday, and Florida on Saturday, all home games at the Barkley Center for the New York Islanders. Okay, we will be back tomorrow with more of Locked On Islanders. We'll have a full preview of the game against the Ottawa Senators. We'll also have injury updates and the latest news and notes. And, of course, this day in Islanders history. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Hope you've enjoyed the very first episode of Locked On Islanders, part of the Locked On podcast, your team every day. Join us tomorrow and have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.